Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to read today from Luke chapter 16. I'm going to read 10 through 12 and talk to you about promotion, uh, promotion in the kingdom of God. God promotes differently than the world promotes. Uh, man sees on the outside. You know, you hear about people who, oh, you know, my boss will never promote me because his sons work with me. And although they're lazy and whatever, they always get the promotion, they get the raises. And so you could see that's called nepotism, right? So you see that through the world, that promotion's not always fair in the world. There's people who get into places, not because of really their skill, but because of their, um, because of other factors. I mean, you actually see this and, you know, I know we have all different types of listeners, but I'm just speaking facts here. I come from South Africa. And so there was a thing that came along much, much like what could progress here in the U.S. But there's this thing that came along in South Africa where um, when when South Africa came out of apartheid, which was a terrible thing, uh, uh, the, where the white person was uh, uh, persecuting or suppressing uh, black people, there were rules about, you know, you couldn't, if you lived in one of the townships where uh, most of the African people lived, the black people lived, um, you, uh, you couldn't be in the in the city after a certain hour, there was some stuff that was just racist, right? So then that came to an end. A number of years pass, those rules were gone. But then the African party came into power and uh, an African president was elected, right? And then all of a sudden, these rules started to be implemented that companies had to employ a certain percentage African people. And it was their way of legislating um, I'm not talking about racism. I'm just giving an example on promotion, uh, legislating, uh, to make it legis making it law that you had to hire a certain amount of people because they thought, Oh, the CEOs of these companies are all racist. And they won't hire anybody. What happened though, is it wasn't anymore that the person who is most qualified got the job. There were white people who were overqualified and couldn't get the job because these companies couldn't get jobs because these companies were trying to fill their quota of African people. So you would see it where, uh, even, even if you look at the sports teams, like some of the, the, uh, you know, people, people can say whatever they want. I'm just talking facts here. When you have to fill it, it's like you, you as a company, I, I want to be able to hire who's best for the job, who's the most suited for the job, not based on skin color doesn't matter anything, male or female doesn't, doesn't uh, matter. I want to be able to hire who's best. And so in the kingdom of God, God promotes not based on skin color. God doesn't have a ratio of I have this 20% of, of, uh, the major ethnicity, you know, ethnicities represented in my kingdom. God promotes based on a few things, and we're going to talk about that today, where on the other hand, man can promote differently. So let's read here, Luke 16, 10. He who is faithful in, in what is least is faithful also in much. He who in, is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. I know we have a lot of listeners that feel a call to the ministry, but even if you don't feel a call to the ministry, ministry is not the only calling. Business is a calling. God is raising up businessmen. God is raising up people who will fund the end time harvest, whose hearts will be for the kingdom of God, who will love God, who will not have a lukewarm relationship with God because they're in business and you know they're focused on work, but who will be sold out to the kingdom of God and, and their focus will be to fund the harvest. That's a calling from God. There's an anointing to create wealth, right? But it starts with what's in front of you now. People always look and say, well, you know, when I'm older, I'm going to be in real estate or when I'm, you know, when I'm older, I'm going to be a preacher. When I'm older, I'm going to be a pastor of a mega church. When I'm older, I'm going to do this. And this is, you know, what I really believe my ultimate calling is to travel and evangelize and, and do those things. But God promotes based on faithfulness with where you're at. 
there's an author that I like named George McDonald. I haven't really read anything of his in years, but he said, he said, take no thought for tomorrow. He was talking about what Jesus, you know, Jesus said in, in, in the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, take no thought to tomorrow. But he said, he said, uh, the best preparation for tomorrow is a job well done today. And so people look at their jobs now. Oh, I have a secular job. You know, I work at Chick-fil-A. Although I don't know if I'd, I'd call that a pretty uh, Christian job. I don't know. <laughs> I work at Chick-fil-A or I have a secular job. I just work at Walmart or I've, you know, I have a, and, and the, and they treat it like, oh, I'm just doing this until the Lord puts me in my calling. But whatever you're doing, it's preparation for what God has for you. And there's always lessons to be learned. So if you're not able to give a hundred percent and be diligent, just like you were the pastor of a church now, if you can't be that diligent in your little, that's what it's talking about here, faithful in that which is least, you're not going to be faithful with later on. You actually, you know what it really is, is you develop who you are as a person and, and the standards that you live by. And that's why I talk about some of these things. And coming up, we're going to do a series here in this podcast on on what it means to be an adult. And, and I was going to gear it towards the men, but I know we have a lot of female listeners. Um, uh, I was going to call it maxims of manhood, but we'll call it maybe tenets of adulthood or something like that. But but just what it means, the difference, the differentiators between being an adolescent and being a grown-up and, and what it means as a Christian to be a responsible person. But so you see people who... who uh, on their phone, you know, during the day, just on their phone, like supposed to be working, getting paid, but they're finding five, 10 minutes here and there. They're stealing time. You know, if you're getting paid hourly and you're spending even 10 minutes a day on your phone, responding to text messages, looking at memes, looking at Instagram, you're stealing from your boss. And so people look and say, well, you know, I want God to promote me, but then they're stealing time from their boss. They're, they're, they're taking, oh, well, it's downtime. Well, if, if the boss at some point has said, don't be on your phones, you know, I know some work places, it's not even a question because you, your phone goes into a, you know, drawer when you get to work. But this is an area where when you're faithful with the little thing, when you're a full effort person, God rewards, God doesn't, God doesn't just look and say, hey, regardless of what you do, I'm going to promote you. That's why the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Few are chosen because few do a good enough job preparing themselves to be ready for the position. If, if I'm going to hire somebody, let's just say I decide, hey, you know, life's getting too busy. I need to hire somebody to do whatever, right? I need to hire somebody to, let's just use cleaning for, for an example. I need to hire somebody to clean. If I can go and look at their home and see how clean their home is, I'm not going to hire the person who there's dust behind every, in every corner, you know, the, the floor is not swept. I'm going to find the person that's able to do a good job and has a high standard of doing something. You know, the, the, the person that I'm going to ask to iron my clothes is not going to be a person who, whose, <laughs> whose clothes are always dirty, whose clothes are always creased. So God looks to promote off of you being faithful with the little, you know, even how you treat your parents as a young person, the Bible says, honor your father and mother. There's some parents that are crazy, but you can still honor them. You can still show them respect unless your parents are trying to get you to sin. Hey, why don't you just leave that church thing behind? That's stupid. And why don't you just go party like people your age? You know, if they're doing that, then completely disregard them, but you can still 
respect your parents. You can still say, hey, I, I want to say thank you for bringing me into this world. I want to just say thank you for raising me, that you didn't aban- throw me in a dumpster when I was a baby. You know, and if you were thrown in a dumpster, I don't know if we have any people who were abandoned as babies. To your adoptive parents, to your foster, someone at some point has looked after you and you've made it here. If they wouldn't have, you wouldn't be here. You, you wouldn't. No one was abandoned at birth and just survived like Mowgli in Jungle Book. You, you, somebody raised you, right? And so you can honor your parents, but the Lord promotes all of those things. Verse 11, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the two riches? I want to read to you from the Passion Translation, that same verse, and I think it's pretty interesting how it words it, but it says, it says, if you have not handled the riches of this world with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal treasures of the spiritual world? You know, there's things that God wants to put on the inside of your spirit, anointing, you know, new levels of joy, things that God wants to deposit, but he looks at how you're faithful with your money. And this is crazy. People would think, you know, that sounds, that doesn't sound right. God doesn't care, you know, but, but it's a very spiritual thing when you talk about money because you're talking about the heart. People love money. I, t- I turned on a YouTube video today and a guy said, if you like money and you do this one, I thought to myself, if you like money, what do you mean if you like money? Who doesn't like money? If, if someone had a choice to here's $10,000, you can take it or leave it. Is anybody going to look at, no, you know, I don't really like this stuff myself. I'd rather go without, you know, whether you like it or not. So this is something where God promotes off of how you do what you do with your money. If you're generous, you can show, you can show your heart towards the kingdom of God by how you give. If you don't tithe, you, you, you can't say, the Bible actually says giving proves the sincerity of your love. So if you say, I love God, but you, there's nothing that goes to his kingdom. No, you know, then, it, then you're saying, no, I love myself more than I love God. Maybe I love God a little bit, but I love myself more. So it's not that you have to give God 60%. He asks for 10% plus some offerings, which is between you and the Holy Ghost. And so people look where, where, where when it comes to money, how faithful of a steward are you? I want to encourage you to have a budget. I know we have a lot of young people, but this is advice I wish someone gave me when I was younger. I want to encourage you to have a budget. I want you to, I want you to put money into savings every month before you spend. I know people spend. I know people buy new shoes. You know, I see all these new shoes, new clothes. You know, why don't you put money into savings and then believe the Lord to bring in extra money for your clothes if you really need it? Believe the Lord. The Bible actually says that God will bless your storehouse, which is where you store extra, which is a savings account. So if you don't have one, you're not cooperating. The Bible says don't, he was, I need to find the exact scripture. He who spends, he who spends, it's not good to spend everything. It's basically the Bible calls the person a fool who spends all that he has. There's some people that spend a lot. You make and you pay bills with 60% and then the other 40% is just spending money. I want to encourage you to, to start saving now. You'll thank me later on. Start putting 10 to 20% away at minimum into a savings account. And if you say, well, I don't have enough money to do that, start by faith and say, Lord, you said you'd bless my storehouse. I'm asking you to bring in the remaining so I can, so I can live. I, I need an, a pay increase. Lord, I need an extra 400 bucks. I'm going to do this by faith. and I'm going to put my money in savings. How faithful you are with your little. What is your money going towards? Look at what you've spent over the last 90 days and, show, and, and I can show you where your treasure is. Be faithful with your money. And then next verse, and if you've not been proven faithful with what belongs to another, why should you be given wealth of your own? Let me go back to the New King James on that one. And it says, if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give to you what is your own? 
I, I like that. Verse 11 again. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous man, I'm talking about money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Who's going to do it? You think God's going to give you spiritual gifts and anointings if you haven't proven faithful with, with what Pastor Rodney calls the anointing of the natural? There's the anointing of the spirit realm, the power of God, and then there's the anointing of the natural, which is the money. It's what everyone's after. And when you can show that I'm going to be faithful, and being faithful doesn't just mean giving. Being faithful means being responsible, being a good steward. I'm asking you, you may say, I don't have enough money. Even if you make $100 a month, put $10 away into a savings, like create an account and make it that you can't get it. Make it that it's not attached to your checking. Make it that it's separate. So you have to like do a wire transfer to get it out. Start doing that. Make it, you know, I have a savings account and there's no card for it. I have to do a wire transfer if I need to get money out. So I make it difficult. There's no easy way to access it. Be faithful. Verse 12, and if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Man, what an awesome verse. You know, in ministry, there's always faithfulness to someone else's vision. You know, I know what God has called me and my wife to do, but right now I'm not in the fullness of that call. I'm not traveling all over the world and preaching the gospel, but I'm supporting another vision. You notice how on this, we don't ever take up offerings because <laughs> I'm not in my own ministry. I'm in Pastor, I'm under Revival Ministries International. I'm here to help Pastor Rodney. We do this because we know there's Bible school students who this helps. There's people that this helps. And then there's people who, most people who listen to this podcast are somehow connected to the ministry, Revival Ministries International, Rodney Howard Brown. We do this as a help to people. I'm here to support another man's vision. You know how often I pray, Lord, help me to be a greater help to Pastor Rodney and Adonica. Lord, show me how I can be a greater benefit to them. Why? Because this is, this. The Lord will one day, you know, give me my own and move me on from Revival Ministries International. But for now, I don't have my own ministry. I'm not out raising funds for my wife and I. If you want to give, give to Revival.com. If you want to tithe, tithe to Revival.com. Tithe to the river at Tampa Bay Church. Be faithful with another man's. God looks at where you're at and promotes off your diligence now. Do you want your own ministry? Be faithful with somebody else's. Be faithful to help someone else's vision. The best thing you can do is, is help somebody else get to where God's called them to be. be. You know, it always takes that. Every ministry has someone who comes alongside to help. There's people who help. There's people who volunteer. If you're volunteering, you're helping someone else's vision. And that's biblical. If you've not been faithful in what's another man's, who will give you what is your own? Be faithful. Be faithful where you're at. Be faithful. Plug in. Be a person who's helpful. Help like you would want somebody to help you. You know, because when you get into ministry, you're going to need people to come alongside to help. Help you like you'd want somebody to help you. I'm going to read through that one more time. He who is faithful in that which is least. So that means where you're at now. You may be mowing yards. You may be pet sitting. You may be babysitting. You may be doing something totally unrelated to what you feel called to be. You may be in school. Be faithful where you're at. Be diligent. He that is faithful in that which is the least is, is also faithful in much. He who is unjust in that which is least is also unjust in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the, in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? So make, make a decision today. Let this be the year that we get promoted by being faithful with what belongs to another person. 
God's looking to promote people and he's looking for the people that do it the right way. And I want to promise you, as you're faithful where you're at, no matter how small it is, God's looking for people to promote. No one gets promoted because they're the son of somebody great. I mean, we're all the son of God, right? And he's, he's great. But you get promoted by your obedience and by your faithfulness where you're at. Be faithful and God will promote you. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. If these podcasts have helped you, please share it with somebody. We'll see you on the next one.